Seriously. I think we should create our podcasts for commuters who work at home. So we should record only as long as it takes to go from the bedroom to the home office. Thank you, ladies and gentlemen, for coming by today. It's been good having you. I'm Nathan Morris. Jonathan Carroll. Okay, bye. You know, I don't care what any article says that says you jump right into the content. I think there should be a build-up. Always. My build-up consists of an egg salad sandwich <laughs> in the shape of a triangle from a local gas station. Yeah. It, it was made 14, 21, 28, 29 days ago. Oh, my gosh. Not really. In a black plastic bag. I mean, like, it is sketchy. It is. Uh-huh. You know, I don't. It's delicious. I, I don't judge you. I don't care. It probably was the most amazing sandwich you've had in a really long time. Mm-hmm. I, who wrote that article? Which one? We were just talking before we started recording today's episode. Today's episode being episode number forty-nine. I'm Nathan Morris. I'm Jonathan Carroll. And you are you, and you are here, and we appreciate that. I think banter is important. I think you all who listen enjoy us talking back and forth. And this article apparently that Dr. Carroll read. I'm going to put the assume that they basically say said to jump right into things and not have any type of casual com- commentary. Well, the idea was, and it was just, you know, one idea, that people who are listening don't really care about, <clears throat> like, the inside jokes or the, you know, the whatever it is that I just ate, or, but that they're interested in the content. And they would rather us jump right in because... You know, we we only have a few seconds to convince people to stay with us and not just either fast forward or go to some other far less quality show uh, or episode. I can tell you right now, not much uh, I would choose over an egg salad sandwich. Or You'll Die Trying, a podcast brought to you by Jonathan Carroll. And Nathan Morris. And... It's available right here. Right here, right now. everywhere you get your digital content. Yes, I think that this podcast, it's good. I mean, we're 49 episodes in. It's pretty great. That's pretty great. I'm proud of that. Mm -hmm. I hope you are. 49, that's a long time. Yeah. September of 2018 is when we started this baby. Maybe it was night. I don't remember. It was September of 2018. Okay, Mm -hmm. I was correct. I think that's true. Might not be, but either way... uh, we just want to say thank you for those of you who keep coming back time and time again to listen to what it is we have to say. And today's episode is going to be that of what, Dr. Carroll? Well, I'd like to ask you, Nathan, about something that you're passionate about. What? Are you? Oh, what am I passionate about? Yeah. Oh, business. Okay. Love it. In okay. general. In general. And someone uh, told me that we should consider we should consider talking about or re re. Uh, Visiting? Categorizing. There we go. I'm there. Oh, 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 oh. Our podcast. Really? From business to life or whatever it's called, life and leisure or something. I don't know. I kind of think that for a lot of us, it's a mistake to try to uh, compartmentalize a podcast's trajectory or theme with just one idea. Like, yes. Because business is life. Life is relationships. <laughs> relationships is 
are politics. Politics is business, and again and again around the circle we go. I don't think this is anywhere have to do with kids, though. We don't. We you talk about your children. Yeah, but you probably could put this in the kids category. Oh, as in like a kids friendly podcast. Like I love the honest diaper far more than the loves. You know, I'm surprised by how many uh, adolescents say they listen to our show. And this is a shout out to you. You know who you are. You've you've seen me or talked to me or maybe you've been to my home or I've been, we've been to your school and y'all follow us or uh, have liked us on Instagram or Facebook or something like that. I think that's uh, it's pretty incredible. So kudos to those uh, seventh and eighth and ninth graders out there listening to this podcast, trying to get a little nugget of something to to, to grow up with. That's pretty incredible. That gives me a tremendous sense of humility and, I mean, and responsibility. When I was in seventh grade, I definitely wasn't expanding my mind in that regard, you know? No. I was watching Goosebumps and oh, I love that show. Really? Still in seventh grade? It's okay. I don't know. I mean, I'm, I mean, not, I'm I, not judging. I didn't want that to sound Beetleborgs. Judgy. Do y'all remember that show? <clears throat> Big bad Beetleborgs. It was kind of like a, um, okay. No. That was definitely not seventh grade. I don't think it was. Anyway, glad you're here. Glad you are here. Yeah, I'm passionate about business, Dr. Carroll. What are you passionate about right now? Well, I have to say I'm, I'm definitely passionate about the work that I do, for sure. Um, I'm also passionate about travel. And uh, I like, I want to find a way to do the work that I do while traveling. So <laughs> that by the time my kids are, are out of the house and on their own, which, you know, should be any day now. Uh, we'll have that that kind of uh, that that thing set up so that we can go wherever we want to go. I and mean, we've got a little trip planned for this weekend. We've got a little little bit of a larger trip planned for spring break. Um, we'll probably do something, uh, you know, one or two more things this year, just because it's such a passion of ours. You know, we just want to get out and, and and see the world and meet people and try their food and listen to their culture and and. Uh, leave something of ourselves there rather than take something of theirs back. Like we're not big into souvenirs. We've talked before about how travel is kind of a daring act of political imagination. And I don't want to, uh, I want to be more of a pilgrim than I want to be a tourist. Yeah. Or as some people say, tourist. Tourist. Instead of Gulf Shores, it's Gulf Shores. Gulf Shores, Alabama. Right, exactly. I feel like I've been there like 75 times. (laughs) To Gulf Shores? Yes. I never have. Well, it's like uh, everybody, when I was growing up, went there all the time. If you were going to retire today, Mm -hmm. where would you go? Oh, uh, Colorado. Really? What part? Denver. Okay. Because it's a city, and then you can drive a couple hours into the mountains. You can do whatever you want. I mean, you can rock climb. You can go running on... I mean, they. I love it there. Yeah, it's a beautiful part of the world. actually going there in a few months. Are you? Yep. Okay. Uh, Megan, I almost said Dr. Carol and I. Dr. Carol and I, who you don't know I'm about I'm glad this. to know that I'm yep. going. No, Megan and I are going to uh, Colorado in a few months, and we're looking forward to that. Okay. Yeah. Last time we were there, it's really funny because we're sitting by the uh, elevator, and uh, Megan is kind of looking at this group of guys that are like seven feet tall or whatever. It's the whole uh, Pelicans basketball team, all of which, most of which played for UK at one point or another. And Megan has no clue who they are. <laughs> they were just standing in, we're just standing amidst them. It was so funny. A minute ago, I was thinking one of the things we don't talk about is sports. We'd never do. That was literally and, the first and, and only thing we there, talked about. There it goes right there. That's it. There you go. Done. I think uh, Joey and I are, are going to New York City soon. And I think we're going to try to bring in a Knicks game. The Knicks, by the way, I had to look it up. They're the 15th of 15 in their division, so they're like literally the worst team 
But it doesn't matter, I don't think, if you're a New Yorker, they're your team. So Yeah, and it's Madison Square Garden, and that's... And iconic. they're playing the um, the Kings, Sacramento Kings, while, while we're there. Yeah. That, wouldn't that be fun? Yeah. And we're going to go see a show, a Broadway show. Um, it was my Christmas present, To Kill a Mockingbird. Went to uh, Broadway in just December, and Jeff Daniels from Newsroom, among other productions, plays Atticus Finch. And it was written by Aaron Sorkin, who did The West Wing, among other things. So, as I've mentioned in another episode, very excited. It's finally here, and I can't wait to report back. Uh, if you've listened to previous podcasts, you would know that Dr. Carroll has not seen the movie Dumb and Dumber. I haven't. Will you please watch that? If I said there was 99% chance I'm not going to watch it, would you say, so you're saying there is a chance? <laughs> you really won't watch it, will you? Yeah, I will. Good. I will. Good. So uh, I have a couple of questions that I thought I would okay. ask you today. Yep. Um, just some thoughtful, engaging questions to, um, sure. that we could kind of banter back and forth Sure. Before we do that, can I tell myself over the weekend? Uh, previous week, actually, I had expedited for something to happen. We are experiencing rapid growth, and I'm I'm forecasting for even more growth to the point where we had um, done some renovations. And oh. one of the uh, pieces of equipment that we ordered, I made a boo-boo. Uh, it, it, instead of it coming in one piece, it came in multiple, and the floor your existing floor serves as the floor for this piece of equipment. And it was laid or supposed to be on an area that had a drainage, uh, what am I trying to say, where it slopes down for the drain. That's it. It was like a $1,500. $15, sorry if my father-in-law is listening. It was about a $1,500 mistake. I made a mistake. But the good problem is, is that we're growing. I didn't mean to mess up, but I messed up. It's okay to mess up. It happens all the time. I was not happy for a minute, but I'm okay now. Stupid. I would like to ask <laughs> you if you think because this is this is that's a bit of a, a critical situation. What I would call in my line of work a critical incident. Would you consider yourself to be useful in a crisis? Mm-hmm. Absolutely. What do you like? What am I like? Mm-hmm. I'm a problem solver. So I mean, obviously that was my problem. <laughs> that sounds contradictory, really unbeknownst to me what i did think is that it came together like i thought it was like two pieces it's a it's a we have a 14 person uh cooler because of all the growth that we're doing and the third party cremations and so forth i we installed a, a large system well i thought that the walls would all be coming fabricated and you literally just set it in this area and then the floor is already existing and then you could we we were going to make up for it by putting some metal whatever they're called, to stack them up. Anyway, that's not the case. I go back to say that I was unaware. So if anything, I was naive to that. But then once I saw the problem, we got it fixed. We're actually fixing it as we as we talk. Mm-hmm. Good. So, yeah, I saw them out there yep. doing that. Yeah. <clears throat> so you would say that in a crisis, you do not uh, panic, you do not freeze, you do not flee, but you tend to problem solve. I never freeze or flee. Panic internally, maybe. Mm-hmm. A little bit. I think there's a natural. I mean, I knew immediately that that was going to cost additional money. I was like, "Yep, I messed up. I don't like that. That's not fun. I do not like messing up financially. Nobody wants to lose money. No, it's no. not how the game works. Correct. <clears throat> I would say that in a crisis, I'm um, I'm pretty calm. I agree with that. I don't. Have we experienced crisis together? I mean, slight. Yeah, nothing, nothing emergent. I would mm-hmm. say um, where you know. There is the time when 
there was carbon monoxide <laughs> leaking into my home, and we called the fire department. I did that very calmly. Oh, this is real. This is a real story. <laughs> this is... No, this is a true story. Okay. This was on a Sunday morning. It's about 6 o'clock, oh 5.45. And uh, I get up, and I'm like, wow, the house has this really peculiar smell to it. And I know they say that you know carbon monoxide is odorless, odorless. but it is not. And so I was like, that's weird. That's a weird smell. So, you know, the reason I woke up so early was because there was this beeping. Well, the beeping was the carbon monoxide detector. Called the fire department, which is what the detector says to do. They came with their handy-dandy $5,000 handheld CO reader device. And he walks in the door, and it just goes crazy. And he looks at me, and he's like, you have carbon monoxide in your house. You need to get everyone out. I'm like, okay. So I go across the other side of the house door to door, waking up all the girls in what I would like to think is a very calm manner, when really what I later found out is I was saying, you've got to get up, you've got to get up now, the air in the house is poisonous. <laughs> oh my gosh. <laughs> not calm in that crisis. When it involves your kids, it's a completely different yeah. story. But anyway, Joy, in her calm way, put them all in the car with, with the dog, of course, and went to get donuts. And I sat with the fire department until we figured out that our water heater uh, was not venting properly, had to be replaced. So, thankfully, we all survived. You didn't. I did. Well, I mean, I didn't. You didn't make it. But typically in a crisis, I'm pretty calm. Yeah. Which I think is, uh, I think that's important, especially for people who are leaders, people who are in business, who are trying to uh, operate um, with other people around them. There are going to be times when things happen, and we do not want to be guilty of having been reactive or thoughtless or panicky Uh I think we need to be the person who can say, okay, this is a situation. Here's my best thinking about how we get ourselves out of it. Yeah, panic is not leadership. You know, I watch movies about uh, this uh, all the time, and, and, and you, you know, we hear these horrible stories of what happened on September 11th in 2001. And can you imagine you know, having to make some of those decisions? Whether you were a first responder, and a special thank you to all of those who are first responders who do this every day for a living, uh, who go toward the tragedy. It's wild. And then the people who were in those buildings who were trying to make decisions, do we stay or do we go? Because they didn't know what was happening. And um, the stories of the leadership that came out of that is is just phenomenal. I mean, I, I don't know that there is a book about that, but that would be a book I would read. Um, leadership styles that, that were uh, on display um, during that, that gross tragedy. Yeah. That would be a really interesting study. Um, especially for people, of course, who survived or have memories of it. But leadership in times of tragedy is, uh, that's what leadership's all about. I think leadership is uh, about acknowledging a mistake too. I think that's great because I think it's good to practice humility and to maybe fall on the sword from time to time. I mean, I did. I messed up. I, I messed up, guys, gals. I messed up. You had questions for me? Were you going to ask me a question? Well, they're kind of fitting all into Okay, the... yeah. Mm-hmm. Before we do that, I just wanted to say a quick... Uh, <laughs> just kidding. Go ahead. <laughs> no, please go. No, I literally... Did you not see that? I was, I was literally intentional about that. Well, <clears throat> I have a question about happiness. Okay. We've discussed the kind of the science of happiness before in a previous episode and kind of what the brain does and... Mm-hmm. And and you hear people and you see people, especially in the social media world, which is you know the the toilet of uh, of American culture. I think, largely speaking, you hear people talk about happiness. 
I just want to be happy. And I just want to be happy. What does that mean? Who sold us on that idea? And what do we risk when we pursue happiness, especially at all costs? Who sold us the idea? Each other, society. Over years, we did that to ourselves because we're dumb. Do you think uh, our parents sold us that? Yeah, because they were sold that. I mean, yeah, they meant well by saying, oh, I want you to be happy. I mean, yeah, I think happiness and is like intertwined with contentment, which is intertwined with reality of the fact that life is not easy and hard. I, yeah, I think happiness is definitely a choice. Like I choose to be happy with the fact that I'm spending $1,500 extra. <laughs> we're still there. Yeah, we're still, we're still there. No, I, I, yeah, I think we did it to ourselves. We shot ourselves in the foot. Feet. But people do make make mistakes, and it may not have been a happy moment, but there can still be joy in your world and in your life, even in the midst of that moment. There was. I, I, my son was with me. Mm-hmm. We came on Saturday because they were doing the install <clears> on a Saturday morning, and Everett was with me, and he wanted to kind of walk around, and he just thought it was a big refrigerator, so that's you know, innocent-minded. Yeah. But we, ca- we came up with a solution right then and there. It took about five, ten minutes of discussing it, and we figured it out. It was mm-hmm. fine. So I was happy that my kid was with me. And I was happy for the solution. So therefore, happiness was right there in front of me for the taking. My father was a warehouse manager. And I don't know how many uh, square feet he had uh, responsibility for, but it was a lot. And it's because of that that I was driving a forklift at like 12 years old, you know. But I remember that he would uh, be called in the middle of the night pre-cell phone, of course, the landline, the big kind of mustard yellow phone that you, you had could that? kill a person with. Yeah. Oh, yeah. It wasn't a rotary. I mean, it had actually... But whenever buttons. you hit them in the head with it, it went ding, kind of. <laughs> yeah. Too many Yeah, movies. and it's the shape of kind of like a, a <laughs> rhombus something. Anyway, so he would get these calls in the middle of the night from the alarm company. And, you know, when you have responsibility for all that warehousing... You know, things go wrong, but also, you know, people are up to no good. And there'd be people who would sometimes try to break in, sneak in, sleep in, do all kinds of things. Well, whenever he got a call, he would wake me up and ask me if I wanted to go. Not every time, but most of the time. And I would always say, absolutely. Even though it may be midnight or one o'clock in the morning, and I know I had to get up in a couple hours to go to school, and he did for work. But he would come and ask, "Do you? I got to go to the a warehouse. Do you want to ride with me?" I'm like, "Yeah, absolutely." And I was always like really impressed by his courage to drive around that entire warehouse facility with his flashlight, and he would just go in these personnel doors in this huge cavernous, pitch black space, in the confidence of knowing that whatever he was going to experience, he could handle it. You know. And uh, I haven't thought about that until you just said, oh, yeah, I took my kid to work. And I, I remember, oh, yeah, I used to accompany my dad to these middle-of-the-night alarm runs. Did that give you joy and happiness? Oh, absolutely, yeah, That's especially awesome. looking back. You know, right. As a kid, you don't know in the moment that you're supposed to be. I mean, I think sometimes you do. Oh, this is fun. I'm enjoying this. But normally that's kind of like a selfish happiness, like I'm, I'm, I'm jumping in a trampoline park or I'm at um, – you know, uh, Disney World or something, of course. But when you're spending time with someone that you care about or look up to, et cetera, it would be, make sense that that um, that we would know that we're supposed to be happy about that. But we don't know that as kids. We don't. We don't know. Oh, I'm spending time with my dad, and my mom. This should be a really cool. This is a really cool thing. I don't think we're conscious of that, which is probably good because that could drive us crazy. You know, because it, that'd be. 
it'd be hard to be conscious of things that we're supposed to be happy about all the time. We're just supposed to show up and be present and experience it. But if we knew, I'm consciously being so happy about this right now. <laughs> I think at some I'm point so that would, happy that would drive us crazy. Here. Yeah, but that was really fun. So f- you have small children, and and I think you give them a great gift to um, to take them with you places like that, even though they may not be able to articulate that at the moment. They will when they're 43 say, oh, I remember my dad would take me to the funeral home, and he would tell me about all the mistakes he made and how much money it cost him. <laughs> but that was great, great experience. Yeah, we don't take them. I bring them to the funeral homes a lot, but they're never, they never go into chapels or, or in areas where they would see a deceased loved one. Haven't exposed them to that. <clears throat> yeah. I don't know when the right time is or whatever. To... I exposed my kids to that really soon because I was doing funerals all the time. Oh, yeah, you were. Well, I, so I they would come in a, a Everett lot. and I walked through the chapel on Saturday because we had to walk through there and the chapel was set up for a loved one's visitation. He didn't notice at all anything. Yeah. He just walked through and he was, I don't remember what he said, but he said something about the the pews or something. Anyway, he did not notice because if he would have noticed, I would have had a conversation. Sure. But I, anyway, it's fun to reflect on that. Yeah. Do you think either of your, any of your children, um, you have three now, you'll end up with eight. Do you think that any <laughs> of those would <clears throat> want to kind of come into the family business? Everett. Everett, definitely. Everett always talks about, he calls every vehicle that we have a limo. So, I mean, it doesn't matter. Right. Limo, 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 SUV, SUV, SUV. <laughs> Sweet. Yeah, it's really cool. He always wants to know about them. He always wants to know, you know, he's he's very in tune with that kind of thing. Mm-hmm. He's like, going to work? Why aren't you wearing a tie today? Mm-hmm. <laughs> well, because I'm going in to check on a cooler. You want to come with me? That kind of thing. Mm-hmm. I think he would. Anderson is... He marches to the beat of his own daggum drum. Okay. Daggum. And then Navy, of course, is three Too soon month, to tell. Three months old. He well, he did tell me that he liked. No, he didn't. No. That was stupid. <laughs> hey, I want to interrupt my stupidity to say be sure to click five stars on your listening device and give us a five star review and tell everybody how much you love You'll Die Trying the podcast. Visit you'lldietrying.com or Facebook.com forward slash You'll Die Trying. No. Dang it. No. I think I said it wrong last time. Doesn't matter. They'll does. get there. Yeah, you will. And and I don't think anyone cares about that stuff anyway, so. Do you think that you are uh, <laughs> operating in 100% capacity of your own intellectual resources? Mm, no. No, not yet. I will. You know, there are things that we've done to get to that. I mean, we've taken proper steps. I'm just not there yet. Mm-hmm. Just not there. I'm trying. Yeah. You know? What do you think is an area that you would like to uh, build upon uh, your expertise? My expertise? Mm-hmm. Because I believe that a, a function of, of business ownership and entrepreneurship is always, always, always growing. In emotional intelligence language, this is the self-actualization category where we're constantly trying to grow and improve ourselves for the sake of progress. I wonder... Where is an area that you wish you had more expertise and are committed to getting it, to going after it and making sure that you know more? Management. Time management. Time management. What are the blind spots for you that you're aware of? uh, Obviously, if it's a blind spot, you don't know. But what do you suspect are the blind spots for you? I think it's just uh, uh, compartment. Well, I don't know if that's the right word to use there, but to triage. I think you talked about a triage system, one, two, and three, making something that's most emergent, one, 
that's why we hired the executive assistant of mine that literally is supposed to be helping with that. I mean, I'm for the longest time and been available to everybody all the time and I can't be that. I'm like, have you noticed me getting lower and lower because this mic stand is more and more bu- <laughs> ladies and gentlemen, I am almost on the floor. <laughs> yeah, you're in the your your body's doing a U turn <sighs> yeah, right in the middle. It was awful. No, I, I think that I think that I really struggle with that still. I think that I'm I'm available. I'm available, you know, to our people even. A quivering mass of availability. A quivering mass of availability. But, we, you know, the this is, my office is located literally at the hub. And so our directors and staff are here for something or other all the time. And they'll, you know, catch me. I noticed, though, that does not happen when you're in your office. Yeah, I know, but neither is my desk. <laughs> Yeah, that's a problem. Yeah, I got a desk coming. I mean, those are things like, you know, growing pains. And mm-hmm. so, I know, I, I don't want to seem like I'm, it's not that matter of me hiding from my staff, but there are things that have to get done. And I'm just not good at that yet. Okay. Not good at that. Okay. That was a really long-winded answer. I'm sorry. I don't remember the question. <sighs> and I asked it. I think it had to do with... Uh, you said what's something that I know for a fact... That you want to get better at. Yeah. Think, some, uh, something that is a blind spot for you that you want right. to hone. Yeah. I think if I were asked that, uh, <laughs> I would answer to say... <laughs> I Well, I mean, really the sky's the limit. There isn't anything that I don't want to know more about. I certainly want to be a, uh, the best at my craft. Can I interrupt you and just say, I feel like a total jerk right now, no matter how much you were, weren't joking. I feel like a total jerk. Oh, no, no. I was just, you know, uh, something I, I learned hot. a long time I got ago. I on that one. I'm sorry. Something I learned <clears throat> is we cannot wait for people to ask us questions. We have to give ourselves what we need. And if what we need is to share something, then we simply ask ourselves. That's uh, that's just part of being a I'm sorry that differentiated I, self that has no bearing on you. Well, whatsoever. I came across like I didn't care, and I do. So go. So sweet. I do. Okay. I had a moment of silence for that. So uh, anyway, I want to be the best at my craft for sure. And I don't think there's enough literature that can be consumed um, about that. That I I'll never exhaust the resources that are already out, and let alone all the new things coming out. So, um, so I want to be really good at that. I also want to be um, more skilled in the world of finance. Um, this is something that my um, my wife is really good at, and she does the she's kind of the CFO for everything that we do. And I would like to be better at that. So I'm gonna going to work on that a little bit, going to have her teach me some things. And uh, finally, I want to learn to be really good at something that isn't my primary job. I would like to be really good at podcasting one day. Like that would be, that's a a, a, um, a goal. I think you are. Is to be, oh no, there's definitely room for improvement for sure. Have you gone back to listen to previous episodes from like uh, no. one through 10? Mm-hmm. I haven't either, I won't. No, 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 I don't. <laughs> um, but I uh, and and you know you and I've yeah, I'd like to pick up some things hobby wise too for fun. But no, I think I think I'm I'm a lifelong learner by nature. I was literally in school for 13 years after high school, and most yeah. of those were in succession right after, like high school, college, and then I did another what one, two, three, four, five, six right after college and then I did some more later and then I did some more after that. So I, I'm I'm a student by nature. Like it's just ladies and gentlemen, he is collecting me. donations to pay off student debt and student <laughs> loans. Right. 
So I'm 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 delighted to uh, to get to learn. I think that's that's pretty important. I watch the show How It's Made all the time on Science Channel. That teaches that, me a lot. That's a great show. I love that show. Yeah. Like, did you see the one about Gillette razors? No, but someone named Gillette invented the disposable razor. Well, he was very smart. Incredible. Now you can go to the Dollar Shave Club. Yeah. Sorry, sorry, Gillette. Yeah. Why do I find myself whispering now? So, uh, do you have a particular obstacle in your life that you would like to keep around? An obstacle that I want to keep around? Mm -hmm. Well, that's interesting that you asked that because the answer when you said obstacle, I was like, myself. So you do want to keep that one around? Yeah, myself. is okay. an, I am an obstacle to myself. Mm -hmm. I think with all the challenges that I bring upon myself, uh, are a lot of them are unnecessary. And I definitely want to keep myself so that I can continue to grow and, and achieve and excel. Sure, sure. good. Myself. Let's uh, switch gears and talk about everyday carry, EDC, the things that you have on your person all the time, every day. Like, like what are what's in your pockets right now, ladies and gentlemen? You're about to get an intimate look at the life of Nathan Morris. Okay, uh, my phone <clears> would be <throat> in my pocket, uh, and then I have what is this? What is it? Where is it? It's I'm trying to explain. Oh, here we go. I'm gonna show it to you so you don't think I'm just making this up. Cause you know how some people tell a story and they're like, oh, and then I chop down a tree with my fingernails. <laughs> uh, this is a, a retainer case mm -hmm. for my Invisalign. <clears throat> I'm totally com finished with it, have to wear these retainers, and then whenever I'm not wearing them, they go in that thing, Okay, which is hidden in my coat pocket. All right. That's all that's in my pocket. So you have a phone and a retainer case. That's I see that you have a name tag and a company-branded lapel pin. That's it. And a wallet. Uh, you're, a wearing watch. A, you're wearing a watch. Okay. That's it? That is it. And a wallet. Yeah, well, my phone is serves as my phone case is my wallet. Is I'm wallet. like that old man. You, you don't have they a just released wallet. a meme about that. I'm an old man officially. You mean because your phone and yes. your wallet are the same? Yes. Yes. I have a a strict rule against that. About uh, this? Well, yeah. I person for me, for me, just to make sense for me, I don't want my wallet and phone to be connected. It's probably not a good idea. The more I think about it, I just want to be able to leave my phone. More and more, I do. I leave you it. You really home. do. You ghost out. It's good. I leave it. <laughs> I leave it in my truck. I might leave it in the restroom at the at uh, the mall, the gas station. <laughs> I was going to say the gas station, but I don't use. I try not to use those. But um, yeah, I don't want my phone and my wallet connected. I want to be able to be phone free, but I do need a wallet. I need my ID and my 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 cards. So that's why I don't have a system like that. But uh, so let me just see what I have. I have uh, I have my my truck key. I have my I have chapstick. Mm -hmm, okay. In this case, um, it is chapstick. Chapstick, actual chapstick. Mm -hmm, it's classic original. Mm -hmm. uh, I also have um, a knife. It probably has some really cool story behind it. Nope. Okay. I just stab you. I just. <clears throat> Sorry. <laughs> it's to, to open things, and uh, I just think that it's important to have this as, as a gentleman at all times uh, on your person, um, so I have a knife at all times. Huh. I also, uh, as you know, always try to carry $2 bills. Yeah, he, he comes throwing $2 bills at me last, last week. Well, I wanted to contribute to my share of lunch, and all I had was $2 bills. But I, mean, I, I do that because I think it makes people happy, and it it's a fun happy. way to tip 
people. Can I steal that? With $2 bills. Yeah, of course. It's, okay. not, it's not unique to me. There are a lot of people who do it. But so, well, I'm stealing it from you. You can go to the bank and, and get uh, $50 worth of $2 bills, which would be how many $2 bills? That'd be a lot. Okay. And um, <laughs> with those $25, uh, $2 bills, you would give them out to people as tips or to children or to, you know, whatever you can think of. It's a really fun way to to brighten someone's day. Is because it frowned upon to give $2 bills to children? No. Well, I mean, they should probably be your children. Oh, okay. Oh, okay. I you see. know what I mean? Yeah, like, yeah. As, like, that's the, the tooth fairy always brings $2, $2, $2 bills. Oh. Um, and uh, Valentine's Day cards often have $2 bills in them. So so and there's never a time when people don't smile when they look at it. I like, smiled it now. Yeah. When you, you threw it yeah, on my it's desk. It's a two dollar bill. It's like, oh because people never really never really think about that. So that's kind of fun. And uh I think that's everything. I think my my chapstick, my key, my my wallet. Uh I do have a phone in my, yes, my, you do. my breast pocket here. Uh and then my um my two dollar bills. And your bracelet. Yeah, I wear these bracelets, which which Joy uh has have it has given me over the course of a couple of Valentine's days, which are from a, one of our favorite jeweler persons. And I love that. And I have my timepiece that mm-hmm. I got when I got married to Joy. Yes. My constant. Did you know that this is probably, this episode's been fun for me because it's not so <clears throat> heavy. It's kind of a little bit more light and yeah. lighthearted. And it's good to do that. Uh, Megan told me that I need a nothing day from time to time. And I'm not saying that this episode yeah, like has brought Sabbath. nothing, but Sabbath. I think that this episode has has not placed any potential stress or heaviness. Like, oh, I got to be so on point, kind of thing. Mm-hmm. Like, this is I'm coming as I am right now. Mm-hmm. It feels really good. I, I don't like know. it. I, like I do it. too, man. I do too. Well, uh, let's do a little bit of a um, kind of a lightning a lightning round here. Okay, toward the end. Okay. <clears throat> um. So I'm just going to ask you a question, and you you just say whatever is at the the top of your mind when I ask it. And okay, then, and then you can do the the same. Sure. Okay, and then we're going to keep it nice and light, nothing too heady. All right. Okay. Sure. Okay. Number one, how would you fix the economy? <laughs> Hire someone smarter than me. <laughs> no, that's always a good. good that was rule. a safe political answer, wasn't it? That's good. Yeah, it's good. Oh, I'm asking you the question now. Yeah. I didn't have enough time to get like. Oh, oh you don't have any on. Oh, let me ask you another one. If wait, social I can't media walk and chew gum at the same time. If social media didn't exist, how would your life be different? Oh my gosh, I would be f- free. Does this count as social media though? Yeah, uh, ooh, I don't know. I don't either because judges, uh, radio, and television are also primary forms of communication, as along with YouTube. YouTube, however, I would consider to be social. Definitely. Television, not so much, although now it is because television stations pick up your tweets and Insta posts and radio also. So I, I don't know that there's such a thing as non-social media anymore because even newspapers have their readers write columns. Yeah. So. Well, I have a question for you. You said this at the beginning of the podcast. You said you would like to go to um, not having to be physically present at the clinic to, to potentially continue what you're doing. Yeah. How do you foresee doing that? I mean, what would you do? Um, well, I would continue doing what I'm doing. I would just do it remotely. I would do uh, teletherapy using HIPAA-compliant video conferencing software where I could be anywhere in the world oh, and still so be able to So it has to, to be HIPAA-compliant. Yeah, it, yes, it does, by, by law. Got it. Mm-hmm. That's interesting. I was just thinking about that, how you would go about doing that. Yeah, so I could continue functioning as a therapist or a coach yeah. Uh, and be anywhere that I wanted to be. Interesting. Mm-hmm. 
I like that. <clears throat> so, um, have you ever stolen anything? On accident, when I was seven years old, a pack of gum. Mom and I were at the pantry, was which was on Carter and Tamarack, right by Atlanta Swim Club. This is in Owensboro, Kentucky. Yep. Went all the way Starting. home, which was on Thistle, which we don't live there anymore. She said, where did you get that gum? I said, you got it for me at the pantry. She said, no, I don't. And we drove all the way back. And she walked to the uh, cashier and I had to apologize, which I didn't mean to, which I learned a lesson. I still remember it. Good. Yep. That's good. Yep. It, what was your... Sorry, my phone rang. That was the guy that's rubbing it in my face that I have to pay $1,500 extra. <laughs> hey, did you ever wear the Jinkos? I don't know what that is. Okay, so the answer would be no to that question. Unless I wore them unbeknownst to yeah, myself. You would know they had like a really big design on the back right buttocks uh, pocket. Oh, these are jeans? Jinko, J-N-C-O. They're like 70, like 20 and a half inches okay, wide no, on the bottom. Mm. I didn't. Yeah. I didn't. Um, what's the, the nastiest thing in your refrigerator at home right now? The nastiest thing in my <clears throat> refrigerator? Mm-hmm. Well, Nin, Wendy, our, our babysitter, or we call her Ninny, she was uh, informed to never throw away pizza, leftover pizza. Okay. And I found, because I, I like to eat leftover pizza. Mm-hmm. It's my thing. And I found a Ziploc bag filled with, and the last time we ordered pizza was like two and a half, three weeks ago. And I found that yesterday. <laughs> and, and you know what I did? I just... Left it in. <laughs> Is it still there? Yes. Okay. Will I you did. eat it? I, no, I probably won't. Whenever the pepperonis start to wilt and wither, like in and, and themselves, shades of brown. Yes. <laughs> you don't. You and don't then, touch that. Yeah. Okay. You definitely don't touch that. Okay. Do you have? No, I don't want to ask that question. That's that's not a good question. That's mean. Oh gosh. Yeah, oh, it's not mean. It's just unnecessary. These need to be happy questions. Would you rather have an extra $200 a day or an extra two hours a day? Extra two hours? Same. Oh, nice. Mm-hmm. Would you rather be my friend or the Wonder Boy's friends? Oh, that's weird. I'm not going to make you answer that question either. Thank you. <laughs> Wonder Boys. Are you? Do you think that war is a necessary evil? What? I don't want to get into that. Do I have to answer that? You don't have to answer anything. Good. What are you worried about, though, in answering it? I mean, is war unnecessary? It's been going on since the beginning of time, and the answer is unfortunately yes. Do you, so you think it's absolutely necessary? Yes. I mean, there's a war without without guns and, and swords being fought all the time. Wars of words. Mm-hmm. Internal wars, everything. I mean, it's constant. We are constantly at battle. Yeah. Constant. Necessary. Okay. Yeah. Did you have a pet rock? Yeah. Did you really? Mm-hmm. Isn't that a brilliant sales yeah. idea? Do you know how much money he made? I think I've read an article where he like he profit he the dude like I mean it, of course you know what I saw it, mill or in something. an antique store once I saw a bunch of rocks for sale. I mean at an antique store. You know why? Because antiques are roughly a hundred years old or older. And every rock you see is older than 100 years. So they, you know, someone said these are antiques and they were selling them and people were buying them. Just That's rocks. so brilliant. Well, it's the same thing as like going and, and, and selling a bottle of water. <laughs> the yeah. most abundant resource in the world. Although, not as much. Oh, yeah. Not as much. All the future wars will be fought about water. You think so? Yeah. Once, so then once it'll be like water world. oil. Right. I haven't seen that. Although Kevin I love Kevin Costner. Totally love underrated film. Kevin Costner. If you had $100 a week to spend on yourself, what would you do with it? 
I would save it, and then every month I would buy another TV. Oh my gosh! No, with your I TVs. wouldn't. I wouldn't. I buy shoes. Oh, you like shoes? I do, and I didn't used to. I don't know why. There's kind of a rave. I don't think that's the word. I mean, <laughs> okay, Gramps. All the rave. Yes. All the rage. No, no. Shoes. Is it all the rage? It's all the rage. Okay, I think it is. You're right. You're right. I'm sorry. Uh, I'm going to use another word, Vogue. Shoes are enjoying a Vogue right now, especially athletic shoes. I don't want to say tennis shoes, but like basketball shoes, mm-hmm. like the LeBrons and the Jordans. And the ones that exploded recently. Yeah, I saw that. Mm. Yeah, he had a soul problem, a blown soul. But I think it's interesting that men my age are, and and, and younger, are really into athletic shoes right now they don't play basketball never ever will they don't wear them to work they probably sprain their ankles staring at one (laughs) (laughs) and they're really expensive yes and i don't understand it now i understand that there's kind of a thing where people like like their chuck taylors their converse all-stars and people like to have them in every color and all that stuff i kind of get that although that's not me but i don't get this move toward like needing to have five pairs of Various forms of Nike um, name brand uh, LeBrons or Jordans or Kobe's or whatever they're called. I, I don't understand that, but that's a thing. It is a it's a thing. It's called first world if problems. You, <laughs> if you were going to collect something, what would you collect? Rocks. <laughs> I'm just kidding. I have a kid that collects rocks. <sighs> Do you have a kid that collects mm-hmm. rocks? Yeah. Well, not anymore. But do you it, still have the rocks? I'm sure they're yes. Of they're course. probably packaged away somewhere. I want to ask you the same question: hundred dollars a week <clears throat> every week. What would you spend that extra money on? I would save it. Uh, that's probably not fair to say because I have to answer the question. I would spend yeah. it on something. Yes, you want to spend it on something. We're not going to invest it in like a. I think I would just uh, have a really nice dinner out for the two of us once a month, once a once a week. So okay, yeah. If I couldn't save it and say okay, in three months I'll have twelve hundred bucks. Let's go blow it somewhere. But if it's just a hundred uh, hundred bucks a week, yeah, I would just have a really nice date night every week. Where are we going? I'm not sure. You'll have to ask your wife about that. My wife and I will be going somewhere else. That's not fair. It's tough to do in this town. Got We have to go out of this town and have our date nights most of the time. Yes. Do- Dr. Carol and I, and then um, we'll have some of his intelligent final thoughts, but we were thinking about going grabbing lunch last week and then we looked at each other and we we're like, we literally would not get anything accomplished. We wouldn't even have a chance to talk. No. It would have been awful. Well, and it's, you know, you just get used to the same kind of few restaurants, even though I know Owensboro has been known as Chow Downtown and there are lots of restaurants here, but most of them are chain restaurants, which mm-hmm. aren't our favorites. Mm-hmm. Locally owned restaurants, however, you know, they're, they're decent um, and we're grateful for them. Very, very grateful for them. But you get kind of ready for something else. We we have a lack of ethnic foods in this community. Yeah. Uh, I'm I'm jealous of people who live in places like and, and I know that there are some of you listening in Nashville and St. Louis and Indianapolis and even some people in Chicago who have unlimited places where they can right. eat. It's pretty wonderful. Yeah. But eating out costs a lot of money and it's not great for you. So says everyone unfortunately. Yeah, exactly. All right, final thoughts, Dr. Carroll. Go. Well, I think that uh we are all of us on a journey. I do believe that happiness is a choice. I believe that passion is invaluable. And I think that we should work hard at growing our minds and making sure that we are the best at what we do possible. 
and that when we get to that place where we feel like we're at our best, that we push ourselves even farther. I want to make sure that we, all of us, are pushing ourselves as far and as hard as we can, challenging ourselves to, uh, to be the best that we can. That's my, my exhortation to us today. I love it. Ladies and gentlemen, I appreciate you. I know Dr. Carroll does coming time and time again to listen to what it is we have to say. Absolutely. We have a great episode coming up. Oh, yeah, we do. Yeah, on, on the, it, will, it will release on Friday. I'm excited week. about it. Week, yeah. Very exciting. So thank you for listening. Visit us on social media. And uh, can't wait to talk to you soon. I'm Nathan Morris. I'm Jonathan. And you are you. See you next time. <laughs>